good morning and welcome to Grace. I'm Pastor Ryan. Today's service is our church's presentations for short-term mission trip opportunities. We will have five presentations sharing the global perspective of God's mission to the nations. But before we hear from these presenters, I'm going to offer us a brief introduction to a biblical perspective on short-term missions. What is the purpose of these short trips? And what does the Bible have to say about them? Thanks for listening as we examine the biblical foundation for short-term mission trips. Good morning. Uh, because what I'd like to do is give us uh, just a brief introduction for short, short-term missions. Um, you're going to hear in a moment from uh, leaders of five different trips that we're hoping to plan for next summer, 2024. But before we do, it'd be important for us to make sure that we understand a biblical foundation for what is often referred to as short-term missions. If you uh, look in your sermon notes, you'll see just a real brief outline to follow. The first thing that I want to share with you is that short-term missions uh, is a contradiction in terms. There is no such thing as short-term missions. There are only short-term trips. That's it. Missions is always long-term. So what is, the, what is the purpose then for these shorter trips? And I want to give you uh, three biblical goals or purposes for which we see these short trips. Uh, just to make sure everybody's on the same page. Uh, the way that God has designed the expansion of his church, uh, those local assemblies that therefore become a beacon of light of the gospel to the world around them um, is by having missionaries who are sent into lands and places and cultures and languages that are foreign to themselves. There, there, there's no other way that this happens. This is by God's design to send missionaries. And those missionaries go and they learn the culture and the people and the standards there. And they become one with them. And in so doing, preaching the good news of the gospel, the spirit of God calls out a remnant for himself from these who are otherwise in darkness to now come into light and to be gathered into these communities. <clears throat> Kingdom of God communities. <clears throat> But then those churches continue to send more missionaries and those missionaries stay connected. You could think of it like a spider's web. Every little node is connected to every other. And if you pull on one, you affect the others around you. So what is the what is the reason for a short trip? I understand the long lifetime missionary calling. But what about these short trips? The first thing that they do for us, a goal, is that they deepen our church's relationships with the long-term missionaries. The first goal in sending a short-term trip is that we would be an encouragement to those who are there with their lives. Now, a short trip could be a month, two weeks, even a week, or shorter than that. I want you to see some examples from God's word. At the end of the book of 1 Corinthians, Paul records uh, some travelers who came to encourage him. He says, I was glad when Stephanus, Fortantus, and Achaeus arrived. 
because they supplied what was lacking from you, for they refreshed my spirit and yours also. Such men deserve recognition. These three individuals, excuse me, these three individuals were not long-term missionaries. Who was the long-term missionary here? The apostle Paul. Paul was the long-term missionary, and these men were set on a short-term trip to go and to refresh his spirit and to speak with him. It it may actually shock you to find that the New Testament is filled with examples of short-term trips. Let me give you another one. This is from Philippians 2. Paul here is in prison. The church in Philippi is concerned, and so the church sends Epaphroditus, um, a a messenger with this uh, basket of goodies, (laughs) in a sense, this encouraging gift for the Apostle Paul, Paul says, I think it is necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, co-worker and fellow soldier, who's also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs. He didn't stay there forever with Paul. He, he left the church on a short-term trip, went to meet with the long-term missionary to encourage him, to tell him, don't give up. We know you're in prison. The church is praying for you. And then Paul sent him back. One other example of this, and there are many, I'm only cherry-picking a handful here, from Colossians 4. Paul says that this is, again, the end of his letter. He, Paul tends to give some recognition to these short-term missionaries at the end of his letters. Uh, he says, Tychicus will tell you all the news about me. He's a dear brother, a faithful minister and fellow servant to the Lord. I am sending him to you for the express purpose that you may know about our circumstances and that he may encourage your hearts. He is coming with Onesimus, our faithful and dear brother, who is one of you. They will tell you everything that is happening here. You see the purpose? There is, by God's design, short-term trips for this first reason. What it does is it deepens the church's relationship with those long-term missionaries. And so here at Grace, that's our first goal as well. As we've thought through the locations that God would send us, the very top ones are places where we have missionaries or those that we know who are serving as missionaries so that we may go to encourage them. Secondly, what's a purpose? Well, it widens our church's understanding of the mission of God to all nations. What's the purpose of a short-term trip? Do you know that you have brothers and sisters out there? That's, that's amazing, isn't it? Now, now what, what, what if they were like, I don't know, your parents or grandparents fooled around at some point in their life, right? and you had like siblings out there. Like you, you'd be interested to find out, I, I have a sibling out there. Well, that's not this case. This is, these, these aren't physical descendants who are brothers and sisters. Nevertheless, they are actual brothers and sisters who are out there that you never even met, that you don't know. How does our church, how does any church widen its perspective for the mission of God to see all nations? Do you know what we need to do? We need to go meet them. We we need to go see these family members who are part of our family. And the more that we do that, the broader, the wider our understanding will grow in God's mission to all nations. Let me give you some examples of this one. Here's Here's a lengthy verse at the end of Romans. Paul says, but now there is no more place for me to work in these regions... He's he's worked his way all through Macedonia. And since I've been longing for many years to visit you, I plan to do so when I go to Spain. Paul's going to work his way through Italy, through Rome. 
on his way to Spain. Watch, watch his goal in doing this, the, the mission trip here. He says, I hope to see you while passing through and have you assist me on my journey there. After I've enjoyed your company for a while. Now, however, I'm on my way to Jerusalem in the service of the Lord's people there. For Macedonia and Achaia were pleased to make a contribution for the poor among the Lord's people in Jerusalem. They were pleased to do it. And indeed, they owe it to them. For if the Gentiles have shared in the Jews' spiritual blessings, they owe it to the Jews to share with them in material blessings. So after I've completed this task, and I have made sure that they have received this contribution, I will go to Spain and I'll visit you on the way. I know that when I come to you, I will come in the full measure of the blessings of Christ. Do you see the trip? It's a short, it's a short trip Paul is making. He's going again for the purpose of encouragement, but he's telling the church in Rome that you've got brothers and sisters in Macedonia and Achaia and Jerusalem and eventually in Spain. It's broadening to see, wow, we, we, have, we got family members all over the place. We got son, uh, sons and daughters of God, brothers and sisters in Christ all over the place. Another passage in Philippians 4. Paul says at the end of his letter, greet all God's people in Christ Jesus. The brothers and sisters who are with me send their greetings. All God's people here send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. There was a whole group of folks who were Romans, who were having Paul under arrest. And Paul says, they're part of the family as well. You're never going to know that they're part of the family unless you're able to come and meet them, unless we have this correspondence, unless you come back and report that to the rest of the church. One last one, the writer of the book of Hebrews says, I want you to know that our brother Timothy has been released. If you arrive soon, I will come with him to see you. Greet all your leaders and all the Lord's people. Those from Italy send you their greetings. Now, now we don't quite know exactly where the letter to the uh, book of Hebrews shows up, but what you have is this recognition that there are brothers and sisters in Italy that are part of the family of God as well. So, widening our church's understanding of the mission of God to all nations. And then one final purpose for this morning. By the way, I could have listed ten of them up here. I'm only giving you three today. Um, and I actually think of all the ten, they really fall under these three categories. And it's to serve as a catalyst for personal discipleship and leadership development. What, why do we send short-term teams? Because you getting out of your comfort zone will grow your faith. Because you learning to serve other people besides those who look the same as you will challenge you to think more like Jesus and less like yourself. It's to serve as a catalyst for growing leaders and for developing uh, your own personal spiritual growth. I'd like to show you a few examples of that from Scripture as well. Remember, I'm looking at short-term trips through God's Word here. This isn't isn't something like I'm making up. We're we're literally reading about these short trips through God's Word. This one is a whole chapter of of 1 Thessalonians. It takes a minute to get through. This is what Paul says. So when we could stand it no longer... We thought it best to be left by ourselves in Athens. We sent Timothy. What is, Tim, what is Timothy being sent on here? Short-term, short-term mission trip. Who is our brother and co-worker in God's service in spreading the gospel of Christ? Why is he doing it? To strengthen and encourage you in your faith. So that no one would be unsettled by these trials. For you know quite well that we were destined for them. In fact, when we were with you, we kept telling you that we would be persecuted. 
And it turned out that way, as you well know. For this reason, when I could stand it no longer, I sent to find out about your faith. I was afraid that in some way the tempter had tempted you and that our labors may have been in vain. But Timothy has just now come to us from you and has brought good news about your faith and love. He told us that you always have pleasant memories of us and that you long to see us just as we long to see you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in all our distress and persecutions, we were encouraged about you because of your faith. For now we really live, since you are standing firm in the Lord. How can we thank God enough for you in return of all the joy we have in the presence of God because of you? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus Christ clear the way for us to come to you. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with his holy ones. Do you you see what's happening again? You have growth. You have personal growth. You have leadership development in Timothy as the purpose for that trip. And then one other really long verse. The end of 2 Timothy. By the way, as a reminder, this is Paul's final letter. This is it for Paul, the last thing that he has to say. We already heard about Tychicus before, remember? In Philippians. And now what does Paul do? He's telling Timothy, I'm the one that sent him to Ephesus. That's all we have, by the way. That's the whole verse. I hope you're able to see in reading between the lines a little bit more that this short-term appointment from Paul was designed such that Tychicus himself would grow in his own personal discipleship and that he'd be an encouragement for leadership development among the church. That's why we do short-term trips. Um, You only have so many vacation days a year, right? You only have so much time. It has to be by a leading of God's Spirit that you would set apart some time to go to one of these locations and to learn about the people and to be an encouragement sharing the love of Christ that you may grow, that you may develop, that you may come back and then help report to our church Wow, you got brothers and sisters out there that you never met before. And that all of us here would grow deeper in our appreciation for those ministers, those missionaries who are serving long term, that we pray for them as we do every week. So what do you and I do with this today? If this is true, and by the way, again, there's many, many more verses of examples of short-term missions. I've only picked a handful this morning. What do we do with it? Here's what I want to encourage you to do today. I want to encourage you to pray. Pray about your involvement. What might God be leading you to do in participation with this call of a unique appointment? Maybe not a lifetime appointment, but for a short while. To that end, will you bow and pray with me just before we hear our presentations this morning?